Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of Lee Castle. I'm your host, Chris McPherson. And of course, as always in 2023, the show is proudly brought to you by Sharp DS Central Coast. And we're absolutely pumped to have them on board for the season uh, so far and ahead. It's a cracking season that we're into already in 2023. A big show this week. We've got two guests. My co-host, as always, Josh Spiegelman, will join us for the Stats Man segment to talk all things uh, Denton Engineering Cup Stats Performers of the Week from Round 2 that is now behind us. We're coming into the Easter weekend for Round 3, only weeks away from the kickoff of the Newcastle Hunter Rugby League season, a week away from the Group 21 Hunter Valley competition in the Central Coast Rugby League is already underway, so we'll have some guests on from there. In the coming weeks, so much rugby league action upon us. Uh, We will touch very briefly on the Knights as well with Josh. We'll leave the Canberra Raiders well enough alone. But let's look forward to a bumper show. We're going to sit down and have a chat to Reese Ryan from the Kersley Crushers, formerly the Morissette Bulls. Reese has moved up to Kersley this season and they've started off their preseason well, winning the Stone Real Estate Shield. So we'll chat to Reese all about that and the Crushers season ahead. We'll also have a chat with Harry O'Brien, who is the fullback for the ladder leading Cessnock Goannas, a familiar guest to many of our listeners of the show. Uh, he'll join us thanks to Shipley Meets, who bring us the Newcastle Rugby League content. And, of course, uh, as I said, my co-host, Josh Spiegelman, with all the stats. And what better way to kick off another great episode of League Castle than with the Statsman's Performers of the Week, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. Okay, as we always do, let's kick the show off with thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, the Statsman, bringing us the Statsman's Performers of of the week, the second time this year we've brought you the performers of the week and the team of the week being released on our social media channels, thanks to Lake Macquarie Forklifts. Josh, mate, uh, you must be getting really familiar with that intro music after the number of shows you've done now. Yes, maybe I haven't done a count on it. I probably should as the stats man, but it's just good to be back for another week. Then we should probably kick off the show with uh, congratulating yourself, five for five in the local tipping, mate. You can't win it, but you're on pace. Yeah, you know, the best bit is I didn't even know that. So that's 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 excellent. So I'm I'm flying flying out again. So should you use my joker this week? Yes, mate. You're you're a week a week early with the joker, but yeah, you're still sitting pretty up there. But obviously, yeah, we can't win it. But um, yeah, everyone put in their tips as well, which is great to see. So we'll obviously put up reminders for this week as well. When the games are on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday, so a bit of a weird one this weekend. Certainly is. This will be coming out Wednesday morning, so it should give you enough time to get the reminder. Um, so we, I'm guessing we would have had a few with some reasonably predictable results. We would have had a few people getting five out of five, mate. Yeah, um, there was about about four or five people. I think they got they got the, the full full segment. So well done to, to everyone there. I, I got four myself. I won't give away the one I got wrong, but uh, yeah, uh, let's go up five next week. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Death by a thousand cuts, improving week by week you are. So uh, look for me to probably get two or zero next week and even it back out. Uh, 
But let's uh, let, let's get into what we're here to talk about as our primary mate. And again, as always, the stats man in 2023 is brought to us by our great partners at Lake Macquarie Forklift Services, and we really appreciate them coming on board. And we, we were just talking about it off air. It's um, their their generous support of this is going to enable us for the first time in the history of the stats man to be able to actually have a trophy at the end of the year. We'll um, hopefully not need to get two trophies because that might stretch us, and they might or we might have to cut cut a trophy in half. It's a bit harder than uh, cutting a pile of cash in half. But, yeah, they've been great to come on board and, I guess, increase what we've got to work with there. It's been um, amazing this year. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. Um, it's really nice of them to come on, um, provide those funds to get yeah, a bit prize money and the, the trophy for the winner and, and maybe team of the year, but we'll explore that. So it's fantastic to have that support. Uh, makes us feel like what we're doing is, is definitely worth it. Certainly does, mate. Uh, and speaking of what we're doing, I, I, I'm just the, you know, the, uh, I was going to say the, the pretty face, but I'm not a pretty face. So the, 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 the deep voice behind uh, the magic that happens here, mate. You're the one that uh, spends, well, I think the number you put up on round one was about 30 hours. Is that right? Is that the average yeah, week? 30. Yeah, uh, 25 to 30. Depends on the games, mate. Some games are quicker than others. Uh, that, that Wyong and Curry one the week this past we'll touch on was, was grim as his players from that game <laughs> have admitted themselves that was a, a struggle to get through. But uh, yeah, I don't know about this week, mate. Maybe maybe high twenties. Um, what are we now? We're on Tuesday. We've both lost track of the days. Uh, only two more days left to get back into it. So um, looking forward to it. Hopefully th- these weeks, this week's games are, are good. I think the only blessing, mate, is it's a short turnaround for your brain, not your body. So I, I feel for any of the boys that played on Sunday and are backing up Thursday. But let's get into the round. And let's start down on the Central Coast, not with that game you just touched on, but with the entrance and Macquarie. Uh, made some headlines for not the best reasons, but was a pretty reasonable game of footy all in all. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, entrance, yeah, eight, eight, lost 8-16 eight against Macquarie. Um, you know, I thought the entrances, uh, the middle forwards were quite good in the first half. The meterage was there for them. High completions as well, but they just couldn't get across that second try. In the first half, whereas the score scored twice and led it ten four at half time, um, and then after after the break, the entrance came out and the completion dipped a bit. Scorps just held them off, put them away a little bit. Um, I also noted it was actually ironic that the entrance they scored both of their tries on the first their first set and the last set of the game. So um, fair way between drinks there, and that's probably why they lost the match. Mate, they just couldn't convert the opportunities into points. Really bookended it with those two tries. Something else I noticed here, mate, and uh, you know this is real train spotting nonsense stat stuff. I don't even know if it counts as stats, but it's the first time I can remember in Newcastle Rugby League that I've seen where two of the starting props both wore jerseys that were twenty or above. Yeah, that's a good that's a good spot, mate. I, I didn't didn't recognise that on the day. Um, Bobby Tracy returned for the Scorps. Usually wears nineteen, but I think he wore twenty in this one, so. That threw me off a bit. Yeah, whoever ordered the uh, jerseys this year must have ordered the 19 a little bit uh, less broad through the shoulders. And big uh, Tim Nwakatabu wearing the 24, which is one of the higher numbers I think I've seen. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen a 25 in recent years. So 24 is up there. But, uh, mate, um, he, he carried the extra numbers well, as he always does. Big Tim uh, hit his milestone the week before. So uh, he's a, a real uh, anchor of that pack for the entrance you were just talking about. Yeah, he is, mate. He's always there. He come off the bench or he starts. He does the job either way. He's um, really useful for them. They're paired with David Fafita, obviously. That's a, it's a good combination. A uh, couple of injuries, though. We touched on Bobby. I think he got injured early in this one. And um, also Grant Nelson, the, the live wire entrance fullback, um, made some noise in the Statman competition last year. He went off injured early as well. So I hope they're both okay heading into round three. 
Yeah, Grant Nelson, one of our uh, contenders last year. I think I think we end up letting it go by the wayside, but for the uh, the most shirtless poses after games as well. So we wish him all the best. Uh, he's been a pretty good sport uh, with us last year, and we look forward to uh, hopefully catching up with Grant in full health later in the season, mate. But uh, let's get into the, the the meat and biscuits of why we're here. The uh, the honourable mentions first, if you've got a couple, and then roll straight into the the uh, the three, two, and one, or the one, two, and three, as you feel fit. Sounds good, mate. Yeah, the honourables this week. Um, Royce Jeffrey made his return to the Scorps back line in the centres. So he's pretty strong, as you'd expect. Uh, he had a team high 161 metres, and he just edged out literally by a metre. Uh, Connor Kirkwood, who gets an honourable here, uh, 160 metres and 43 tackles. So not, not that many attacking stats, but just your standard workhorse um, uh, uh, effort by Connor there. And I think we'll see that week in, week out. He's just got a massive motor. Um, that's great. And then um, Malik Dayalu as well, uh, the Scorps second row, or winger slash second row. He went back to the second row, had 41 tackles without a miss. So really well done uh, to him there for, and the Scorps. Yeah, Malik, always a solid performer since he's come across to the Scorps, mate. Uh, so that's our honourable mentions. Who's the ones that feature in the points for the entrance versus Macquarie round two fixture? Yeah, mate, uh, we'll go a point first. Uh, that's going to go to the entrances. Jake, Jake Woods, named in the second row, usually a front rower. Uh, also rep Central Coast in that uh, tournament earlier in the season, the Men's Country Championships. Uh, he had a line break assist, 47 tackles at 100%, which is great, uh, plus 115 metres, which topped the entire entrance forward pack. So that was enough fit for me to give him uh, the one point. Yeah, lovely, mate. Um, he's yeah certainly come into his own in, in the last year or two and uh, yeah, stepping into that Country Championship side as well as his versatility in the four-pack here is going to be a key for the entrance uh, as they look to try and build up from uh, starting the season 0-2. Yeah, definitely, mate. They'll, they'll need him. He's a leader enforcer in that pack now and um, really enthusiastic. Gets his good kick pressures in the little effort areas too. So he's one to watch. Uh, two points here. Uh, and actually the only score player that gets, gets, gets the points here. Uh, Baden Sell for me, they're half. Two try assists, a line break assist, and two force dropouts. So statistically, obviously delivered, but yeah, controlled the game well uh, for the Scorps when they had the lead and um, yeah, got them the win at the end. So well done to Baden. He was um, always there and thereabouts last season. I'm sure we'll see him get more points as the season goes on. We will, mate. Again, another one that was uh, influential in the country championships this time for Newcastle. Mate, uh, my deduction then tells me that this must be a, a losing Tiger that's picked up the three points. So I'm expecting a fairly impressive stat line here. Yes, mate. And it's a player that I don't think either of us know too much about, to be honest. It's the hooker for entrance, Joseph Besgrove. We'll have to do some research into what league he came from or if he's a junior. But really impressive here. Across the first two games, he's been really impressive for the entrance, both in losing efforts, probably their best. So he scored a try here. He had two line breaks from dummy half, 10.3 metres a carry, and a team and a game high. So across both teams, 52 tackles at 96%. So we're seeing this season already every week, and there's a couple this week as well that I won't mention that Cratton got the 50 or above. Um, it's probably a product of the, the set restarts that have come in. A few more sets going around now, a bit more um, tackling needed to be done by the boys. So those 50 marks, few and far between in the last three, four seasons. They'll probably become a little bit more regular, but still, when you, you get it, you usually want won a game. So, um, well under Joseph, and to do it at 96% is tremendous. Yeah, mate. Uh, we, we talked about Joseph during the week, and it, it looks like, from what I can see, he was plying his trade, possibly with Mwillambar last year, up in the Northern Rivers. So, um, yeah, certainly uh, one to keep an eye on. But, um, yeah, been around there and also around... 
uh, between there and the Central Coast because he's played in the Central Coast uh, Roosters side previously in the country championship. So it uh, looks like he's someone who's got ties back to the coast, but last year was up in uh, the Northern Rivers. So that gives you a bit of, bit of scope on it, I guess. Uh, mate, uh, in terms of it, but certainly a name to watch uh, with those sorts of numbers. Yeah, definitely, mate. Cheers, cheers for the background and everyone that's listening, I'm sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, he's definitely one to watch. He'll be a mainstay in that pack in the nine jersey, I'm sure. Um, and he will carry them to, to victories. I know there's zero into the entrance, but they've got too good of a team to, to keep losing. So it'll uh, be interesting to see how they go this week. Uh, that'll be against Lakes, who also had a good showing against Mayland. So it's going to be a really hard game if actually the entrance versus Lakes. Certainly will. I stand corrected. He actually played against the Central Coast Roosters last year in the Cutter Championships for the Northern Rivers, so that's where he was. And down here, and uh, my uh, my Google stalking that I did the other day also indicates he might be a school teacher around, which is uh, you know a fairly popular gig amongst the uh, rugby league fraternity. But we'll move on from that game, mate. We'll head to the next game of the Round Two Denton Engineering Cup, and it was the Bar TV match of the round. And mate, you did well. I, I hope you had some earplugs because you had to listen to me for forty minutes plus as you went back for, back and forward through this one. But it was South Newcastle. 40-22 to 22 over Central Newcastle in a, a fairly high-scoring affair. Um, probably defence not the focus of this game, but uh, scrappy at times, but plenty of attacking flair as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, well done on a good call. No, you sell yourself short. Your player ID is outstanding. Helps me out when, um, yeah, sometimes the season with the refs ears drop out or well, when you talk over the refs ears and, <laughs> and the vision, the refs off the vision and trying to get those set restarts, you call them out too. So that was great. Um, yeah, South obviously winning here, forty to twenty-two. Uh, they did a pretty good job capitalising off some central turnovers. Used their kicking game really well um, to score. Actually, the majority of their tries I think came off kicks. Uh, they also pretty clearly won the forward battle for me as well, setting a good platform. You know, Jack Welsh started, um, Simo and uh, Carlin uh, Pettit uh, also did really well off the bench, and it was great to see uh, Woody Baker as well coming back off injury and suspension off the bench. They've still got um, Piper. And Frank Paul to come back as well, mate. So on paper, and if they're in form, South forward pack up the middle, probably probably up there with Maitland, mate. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, very solid, very solid on paper. Um, and it'll be interesting to see real real challenge for Bobcat as to how he fits them all in. We might have Frank Paul out playing on the wing or something. Who knows? Uh, I know I know when he first turned up at Curry, he was playing like a five eight, which was a bit frustrating for a few of the Curry fans. He's got some ball playing skills. So we'll wait and see how uh, Bobcat shuffles them all in there, but it's going to be competitive for spots because the big names, they're performing, but some of those lesser-known names, the names that aren't as familiar um, that you're just talking about, like Welsh obviously was in the rep squad this year. Carlin Pettit was a standout for mine on the weekend as well, and um, you know I'm sure he will be, if not in the points, very close too, mates, and probably a really good transition into your honourable mentions. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, a couple of honourables here, really unlucky not to get a point. Uh, it was really tough to, to give points in this game. It usually is 40-22, a lot of attacking stats. Uh, we'll start two, two defensive efforts. Um, Don Murphy and Joey Morris, both the central. 48 tackles for Don Murphy and 43 for Joey Morris. So um, they did a really good really good job there. Uh, attacking wise for central and very unlucky not to get a point. Um, Lachlan O'Brien, the second rower. He had a team high seven tackle busts, a line break, a trike contribution. Uh, team high 131 metres from nine carries and 21 tackles. So most other games, he gets probably two points for that. And you've also got Harry Van Dardle, one try, 159 metres for South, at 11.4 a carry to lead the team at metres. A line break, two tra- uh, tackle busts and two effective offloads. So really tough on Harry and Lachlan not to get the 3-2 or 1. 
but they both made the, the, the Statman Team of the Week. So I like that about this season. We can do a Team of the Week and include players that might not have um, got in the points, but definitely across all five games deserve to be in the best 17. But still, but still in the actual positions they play. Yes, mate. Yes, I was going to touch. <laughs> you mentioned um, Frank Paul and, and then fitting everyone in. If South get a whoever does the official team of the week in, they might have a creative back line, mate. You might see Witty playing fullback. <laughs> I, can, I can see Big Witty at one, Frank at seven. Uh, mate, <laughs> some of the, some, the magic pass that uh, that uh, Harry Croker got away, he might play six. To be fair. He could, mate. He's, he's very versatile. He um he'll he'll be mentioned soon. He he's really good, mate. Oh, yeah, little good, little good. spoiler there, and on that spoiler note, mate, let, let's move into it. And who picked up the minor placing? Who picked up the one point? Yeah, it was hard again to split the one, twos, and threes. But um, Carlin Pettit, who you mentioned before, was a standout for you on commentary, and was for me in the stats as well. He come off the bench, ninety five percent in defence with twenty tackles, one hundred and thirty six metres at ten point five a carry. He led the team with um, seven tackle busts and one line break. So he was really, really powerful with the ball, mate. Really getting on the front foot, won all his carries. And, um, yeah, he, he looks to have really improved already in the early season. So, yeah, that's the scary fact. Certainly is, mate. Uh, they just continue to get better and better south. And certainly after the bounce back from that Cessnock game, if we can see some more uh, uh, efforts like that from south, we'll, we'll start putting them into that contender conversation, as you say. But... Hey, Carlin's got the one point. Who's picking up the uh, the next up the ladder and then into the into the major the the, uh, the the best on in terms of the statsman's performer of the game? Yeah, two points here go to the, um, the aforementioned Harry Croker. Uh, two try assists, both link passes or plays off kicks. Really good effort to follow through. Uh, one try contribution separately uh, off a really really good offload. I remember, um, or one of which goes into this next one. Two effective offloads, ten carries, eighty six meters, and thirty tackles. So. He just nudged above Carlin there with me but with the two try assists and the try contribution there. You know, not all stats are equal. Some are weighted a bit more than others. And, and when you get try assists and try contributions, line break contributions, line break assists, they're, they're really up there. So well on to Harry and we'll move to the three points. And I think uh, Newcastle Rugby League gave him the player of the match as well. Mitch Black, the hooker for South. Two tries, four goals or conversions, four tackle busts, one line break, 10.4 metres of carry. One force dropout, 33 tackles to top the team at 94%. So, well done to Mitch and Harry. Certainly was a strong performance. I think I put the mock on poor Mitch at one point because he was absolutely nailing conversions. Then he shanked one and then they all just kept drifting in the wind in that second half. It was a horror of a second half to try and kick in. And, uh, uh, yeah, poor, poor poor Mitch, Dave Drido and I, uh, we, uh, we, we gave him, built him up a bit and just left him nowhere to go but down, unfortunately. But... A nice little haul for him, uh, 16 points still, so uh, that puts him well into the conversation. I think it might have him second or third on the uh, leading point scorers um, conversation. So, yeah, third overall because he got one goal the week before. So considering that's pretty much all one haul from one game, uh, he's doing pretty well, mate, uh, and uh, up there too in uh, equal... Um, well, it's showing his equal third, but it's about equal eighth on the top try scorers. So Mitch Black, one to watch. Mate, uh, let's keep punching along. The next game, also on Saturday, we had a plethora of games on Saturday. Was that one you talked about? The weather made it challenging. Both sides were a bit scrappy. It was a real arm wrestle would probably be the uh, most generous way to describe it. But Wyong won the arm wrestle fairly convincingly in the end, 26-4 over Curry. And uh, Curry still with some work to do. But, uh, again, quite a change lineup from round one to round two. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, it was um, hard to ID a lot of these players with the footage and the weather and everything. Um, 
Also worth noting that our man Luke Sharp, just like Grant Nelson, so the coast fullback actually, he went off injured early. So we hope he's okay to come back. So I'm just going to I'm I'm jump in there, mate. Last year we talked with Mitch Williams and he confirmed for us that Luke Sharp doesn't like wet weather. So I, I reckon there's nothing wrong with Sharpie. I reckon he's just gone, no, nah, it's raining. That's not in my contract. I'm out of here, boys. I reckon, so th- there's a little sneaky tip for you. If he's back this week and it's sunny, you'll know what happened. The injury that I heard he suffered was one of those, um, not a serious one, but one of those, could I play on, could I not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I won't dem- but it's, uh, no, I'm sure he's really hurt, and we hope he gets back next week. Yeah, we just we, we do like to have a bit of fun. Sharpie's good value, as is Mitch Williams, and uh, it is a bit of a running joke that he uh, wears a pair of gumboots as soon as it starts raining, even if that's out on the field. So uh, we wish him all the best, as we do to Grant Nelson. Anyone else picking up injuries? There's quite a few sort of minor but slightly concerning knocks from a lot of the games on the weekend. But on that note, mate, some honourable mentions and points to come despite some challenging viewing. And I'm not just talking about the game. I'm talking about some of the uh, fact that for a good portion of the game, whoever had set up had just... Uh, there was a little bit of challenge on focus early, I think, and maybe a pole in the way. Yeah, when you look to, to the left of the, the oval, there was a pole and a, and a, and a rubbish bin. And, and three minutes in, I was like, well, that sums it up. <laughs> But the game definitely got better and there are some good attacking stats and, and the regular stats that we can go through here, mate. And one Curry guy uh, that, that we're going to mention in the Honourables is Ben um, McIntyre, or McIntyre, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, the halfback there for Curry. He had a try and a line break uh, and impressively had three, four dropouts. They don't see usually more than two for a player in a game in this, this comp. So really good to get three um, and I'm sure that'll give him some confidence next week. I'm sure it will, mate, as they step into that big derby. Uh, I think Curry also spent 10 minutes without a player, which probably wouldn't have helped their cause. So they had their work cut out for them. Uh, ben McIntyre, I think, got across for their solo try as well. Is that correct? Yeah, he scored their only try. Um, yeah, that's four points they had in that game. Uh, one more honourable mention before we jump into the points. And lucky, unlucky not to get a point uh, is, is Wyong's lock, Brock Mullen. Four tackle bus, 116 metres from 12 carries. A team high 35 tackles at 100% and a forced error. So um, really hard not to give him a point versus the guy I have given a point to. And we'll just jump straight into that. That's uh, Levi Kassun or Kassun. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. The winger for Wyong. Three tries, all off kicks, 104 metres. I just could not give someone that got a hat trick um, in this type of game uh, without a point. So well done to Levi and yeah. Brock. He's done, he's done well there to pip Brock. Uh, Brock, a, a steady performer at all times, but Levi, dangerous on the edge. And obviously took all these opportunities to get a hat-trick, and that, that represents 50% of the tries on the day. But those two were an honourable mention and a point, but there's obviously two that got the uh, the better stat lines and uh, probably unsurprisingly with, with uh, one of them when we get to him in a moment. But who's picked up the two points, mate? Yeah, uh, two points to the other Wyong winger, actually. Uh, Lathan Hutchinson-Waters. Uh, he had he, really, really impressive carrying the ball back um, 178 metres, which was a team high for Wyong, 11.1 a carry. Uh, those kick returns, yeah, I mentioned, were, were amazing. Uh, team high, six tackle busts and a line break. If he cuts uh, one or two errors out of his games, yeah, like the first two games, I think he's going to be a weapon for their mate all season. Um, not sure on the background either there. I'm sure Mitch can clarify, but... Uh, yeah, really powerful on the edge. Really good weapon for Mitch to have. It's always good to see another young player coming through and uh, 
making his mark. Uh, I'm pretty sure from memory he uh, went through maybe South Sydney's jersey flag team at one stage. I'm not sure um, when that was exactly, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident he played through the South Sydney system. So um, a good good one to watch for Wyong and uh, plenty of opportunity for him. But mate, it was one of their ever-reliable back row that uh, managed to knock him out for the three points. Yeah, it was, mate. Uh, Kai Hopwood, uh, uh, Wyong's second rower here, scored a try, had a line break assist, 33 tackles at 97%. So that was near the top of the team and that, that rate is great. Um, 112 metres at 10.2 a carry. He also got players play after his efforts, so I thought on the edge there, he was great. Um, and it was between him and myself for the three points made for getting through this this game review, so we'll just, we'll just leave that in there. Yeah, well, we'll give an honourable mention to all of those that turned up and watched it, because it was up on Bill Hicks, where there's very little cover, so for those supporters that got out, they, they probably deserve an honourable mention for braving some pretty ordinary conditions. But well done to the guys, and it's probably something that goes un- underrated a lot of the time, is these guys turn up and, you know, lots of us have uh, the option to do our, our weekend hobbies if it's wet or hot or whatever else, and you and I get to do ours in air-conditioned comfort generally or at least in the shade of a, a commentary box or up in the stands, mate. So uh, hats off to the guys who just put on a show either way and uh, brave the conditions of the 34 of them each week. Oh, 100%, mate. The players are the reason why we can do this as well. Um, they go through a lot each week, and you mentioned, touched on it earlier, the short turnaround for some this week as well. It's going to be really tough. Um, yeah, fantastic, mate. These guys, yeah, just, I don't know what else to say, mate. It's really good. It certainly is. Let's keep moving along, mate. Let's head up to Maitland Sports Ground, the fourth of the Saturday games. Uh, Maitland came back to uh, knock over a lakeside. They're just... An absolutely clinical machine, especially at home. The pickers, 38-24. I do want to raise a question about the scoring systems on Play Rugby League that show that Lincoln Smith scored in the 204th minute and Caleb Faulkner scored in the 310th minute. These must be some of the longest games of rugby league. But my concern even more so, Caleb Faulkner's try was converted 50 minutes after he scored. <laughs> yeah, not only is the timing a bit off, but the uh, the try scorers are off as well for Lakes. I actually contacted New South Wales Rugby League and play rugby league during the week and got that sorted out. I think if I go back into it now, hopefully it's updated. Um, yeah, it's updated now. They had Ryan Potts for a double and, and Faulkner for a double as well. So Mitch Williams and Charlie Muir, you can reach out to me, mate, and, and thank me for that. So um, That's all good now. But uh, mate, I, I, I reckon you're just, you're just scared of Charlie Muir after that hit he put on last year. Oh, mate, ferocious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he'd blame me particularly, but he can thank me now. Uh, well, you, can, you can thank you. You're, you're, you're on his good books, mate. Um, I did. I did see actually Newcastle Rugby League put up hit of the week, and people were referencing that hit from last year and a couple of other players that might have been hard done by. But great to see the guys on the social media over at Newcastle Rugby League trying some different things with try of the week and hit of the week, and just pulling out some highlights so people can see the amazing quality that is on display and the amazing quality that was on display here. Lakes shocked a few people with the uh, the showing they put in. As I said, not quite the 80 minutes to stick with Maitland, but plenty of points and plenty of attacking stats, undoubtedly. Yeah, definitely, mate. It was their first game of the season, so you've got to note that as well. A really good first showing. And also, um, Dylan, Pith- uh, Dylan Pithian also withdrew a pre-game or that day, I think. So they were without their mainstay, uh, one of their halves with Jack Kelly. So uh, all that considered, and they were, they, they were leading up until the last 20 minutes or so in the back-and-forth contest. So really impressive, mate. Now you touch on it too. If they can just cull a few uh, you know, penalties and errors from probably fatigue late in the game, uh, they'll be a trouble for teams this year, Lakes. So they're looking on the up. Um, and just touching on that fatigue on Maitland's side, 
the reason they had that fatigue, mate, Maitland through the middle are just like a beast. I, I, I'm saying they look like upper gear from the last couple of years as well. Butterfield, Taylor, Anderson, just killing it, mate. So that's going to be a huge um, focus point for anyone coming up against them for sure. Certainly is one of the more consistent lineups too uh, in terms of looking at their lineup versus last year. One I just want to touch on, mate, and I haven't had the fortune of actually watching this game back, and you can confirm for me whether this guy was the interchange substitute or whether he actually was used off the bench. Pitchai Dixon. I don't believe... So they had he, oh, Lake. he was listed in the 18 for Lakes? Yeah, no, I have to go back and have a look. But, like, this is the other thing. There's a couple of games this week. The um, the player lineups were, were vastly incorrect, especially the interchanges. So, luckily, I'm in contact with most of the assistants or coaches that sent me the right lineup. So oh, let me just confirm that. No, that's right. while, while you're looking at that, the, re- the reason I bring it up, I was fortunate enough to call him in a, I'm going to say, Laurie Daly Cup game for the Greater Northern Tigers. I think he's from up around uh, Group 21, Group 19 sort of region and just phenomenally talented. Feet at the line like I hadn't seen on a junior for a long time. Very slight of build. But, yeah, he's certainly one to watch and a great pickup for uh, Lakes if he can sort of, you know, hold himself against... Uh, the, uh, the the physicality of first grade uh, over, over the year. But even if he's playing reserve grade, he's one well worth getting out to watch. Reminds me, a name that will mean something to a few, but not many probably listeners, uh, of uh, young Ricky Morris that played for Lakes many years ago when they won the title back in 08, um, I think from memory. Uh, just lightning quick, beautiful agility, and yeah, just a naturally talented athlete um, who's turned very handily to football. Well, that's a good rap, mate. I can't wait to watch him play. But yeah, he he ended up being in the 18. He was the 18th man, so didn't make it on HIA replacement this game. But yeah, I'm sure everyone will be excited to see him in the coming weeks. Keep an eye out. I've uh, put, a, put a bloody big ceiling on the poor blight now. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the, the points, mate. We've got some honourable mentions to kick this one off. Yeah, we do. Uh, and they're all Lakes players who couldn't crack the points. But uh, going on the back of that, Maitland uh, work up the middle. And you can see this from the stats, right? So... Uh, the three middlemen for Lakes. You've got Dan Peck at hooker, Nick Glowey at, at, at one prop, and Jake O'Mealy at the other prop. So Peck had 44 tackles, Glowey had 38, and O'Mealy 39. So that goes to show you how much emphasis Maitland put going up the middle. But all three of those players had those tackles at over 90%, so that's worth shouting out. Uh, they held the ground there. Um, good effort by the three boys. Certainly is a good effort. And when you consider those numbers also, like we've talked about this before, the number of bo- the amount of ball in play, but the amount of ball that would be out of play with 11 tries scored in this fixture, there's a good 20-plus minutes of the game gone where there's no football being played. So that's then 60 minutes minus all the other stoppages. Um, we would have seen an increase. We'll see an increase in ball in play this year with the six agains. But, um, yeah, it's certainly uh, well worth noting that um, with that many tries, then you'd probably see a reduction in overall rucks in a game. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, can't go past giving those boys a shout-out. Um, we'll definitely be shouting those three out as the year goes on as well, most likely in points too. Look forward to seeing them pushing their way into the points, mate. But let's get into the points, as you alluded to, if I can trip over my own tongue there. Uh, it was a Maitland clean sweep in the points, as we've seen many, many times since we started doing this two years ago. Uh, and none other than their uh, their maestro picking up the minor one. Uh, let's Let's roll into those, mate. Yeah, Brock Lamb uh, uh, gets a one point for me here with a try. Uh, two line break assists, a try assist, uh, two forced dropouts, which is great. Um, two points went to their engine room. Jaden Butterfield is a uh, second team of the week in a row. Uh, he cracked the 200-metre mark, so really good there. Seven tackle busts and a try as well. And Alex Langbridge, one try, four line break assists, three try assists, 
29 tackles at 97% for the three points. So well done to Alex, Jaden, and Brock. All great performances. An amazing showing, mate. And uh, geez, if, if um, Jaden Butterfield continues this form, it's going to be really hard for you not to include him in the team of the week most weeks. I think so, mate. He's um, well, it's hard to split him and Jimmy Taylor as well. Usually those two are separated by a couple of attacking stats or a try. So probably going to be one or the other and Sam Anderson too in, in at least one of those three in each team of the week based on the form so far, mate. Well, we know what Jaden Butterfield's secret attacking weapon is. We wait to see what Jimmy Taylor and uh, Sam Anderson have to show for us later in the season. But last but not least, mate, let's have a look at it. It's the newest team in the comp, their second home game in a row. And, mate, they had an entrant in the team of the week this week, which got plenty of love up on the peninsula. Northern Hawks 22 up against Cessnock 34. Uh, a lot closer than many expected, a bit like the Lakes game, but uh, well done to them, uh, putting in a pretty strong showing and, you know, some, some solid players making, you know, a consistent performance over the last couple of weeks for the Hawks and the Goannas had their work cut out for them. Yeah, definitely, mate. The Hawks fans should be pretty excited after this game, I think. Obviously, scoring zero last week, but a good effort there and this week scoring a lot more. Uh, off the back of some pretty enterprising footy too. That was a really good try down the right edge off, off a line break and a kick back to the winger. Um, so plenty for them to take away. But I thought, yeah, the middle of the game, their completions dropped a bit, which took their chance of winning the contest away from them. Uh, they also had a send-off in the 65th minute, uh, Henry Penn, who's a mainstay in this competition, playing for the Hawks now in the second row, bad lifting tackle. I'm sure he'll be remorseful over that one. Um yeah, but, but actually, after that, they scored a, two tries, so it didn't really deter them, I guess. But, yeah, the game was gone, and Cessnock uh, set the pace, I guess, mate. Two for two, and a lot of points on the board for and against is good, so Cessnock looking scary. They certainly are. Uh, plenty expecting a uh, Coalfields grand final, the way it's come out, but I'm sure there's a couple of sides, uh, including uh, Souths and Wong, who will have something to say about that based on the form we saw on the weekend, but... Uh, mate, it's a cracking situation we see ourselves in. Do we want to have a quick run through the team of the week from, from the back to the forwards, mate, and the bench? Do you want to just fire through those so that everyone who hasn't seen our social media go and check it out? But we'll give it a mention this week. Yeah, we can do, mate. Do you want me to do the points for this game first? Or? Oh, yeah, mate. I'm just getting ahead of myself. I thought, yep, never mind. I'm just I'm just asleep at the wheel. Nothing different to usual. <laughs> oh, good, mate. I'll go through it real quick because we're probably running over. But, yeah, honourable mentions. Uh, Floyd Ty, the Hawks uh, playmaker, uh, nearly close to a point for me. Two try assists, a try contribution, and two line break assists. Douglas Beal, the Cessnock number six himself, two try assists, two line break assists. Jack Jordan, the Cessnock prop off the bench, really strong for me, 124 metres. Um, like off, off not many carries, the average, I don't have it in front of me for some reason, but the average is really high. And we'd be remiss not to mention, if it's a statistic, one not shot on Wyatt Shaw. That's I was about to say, one queso to Wyatt Shaw, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one queso. Uh, we're rolling to the points, mate. And, and a Hawks uh, player gets one point for me. Quincy Ross, their lock. His work rate, mate, I didn't know much about him. Didn't watch too much Reddies last year, but his work rate's really good. 164 metres, team high. No errors. A team high, also 31 tackles, so at 91%. So he's topped the team in tackles and metres. Done, done himself a Connor Kirkwood. Uh, two offloads, two tackle busts, a line break, and a line break assist. So he's done, done a lot there, Quincy. Mate, it, just, uh, couldn't, couldn't, it does just show that you need to listen to the commentary when you're tuning into the South or Central game because we actually talked about Quincy and Dave Dryden gave him a big rap and talked about 
uh, young kid from Wellington and all those things. Uh, yeah, young Indigenous kid from Wellington who's gone up there to the Hawks. Uh, I understand the ties to Drydo because Drydo was up there last year. So, um, yeah, anyway, there was a lot of storytelling in that game, so I understand you might have missed a couple of them. Oh, mate, yeah, no, I missed that one, but I definitely heard a lot more, mate. But, yeah, the, the brain goes in and out when you're listening, when you're trying to watch so intensely. So I'm just I'm just um, mate, don't worry. It's all good, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, two points. Uh, could not could not give these um, to, to, to not butcher that sentence. Couldn't give. <laughs> Best not players had to get the two and three, mate, based on this. And we're going to go two points to Harry O'Brien. Uh, three tries, a hat trick, five tackle busts, and a line break. Really strong at the back. No errors. Um, and then three points to someone else who's featured in both Team of the Week, Hanetti Tua, the winger for Cessnock. Two tries, 126 metres, nine tackle busts three line breaks and an offload. So uh, Cessnock, yeah, driven by those two backs. Uh, and, yeah, really great effort. And timely that we'll have Harry on the show later today, mate. So we're looking forward to that. Can I just confirm, so you've said Hanetti Tuha and Jaden Butterfield are two that have both been in both teams of the week. Are they the only two off the top of your head? Uh, no, I've got Brock Lamb as the halfback in the opening two games as well. Well, that's all right. They, um, all, all three of them have something in common. What's that? They've all kicked field goals in the last 12 months. <laughs> a winger, a prop, and a yeah, halfback. Who would have thought? And a winger. Yeah, must have been must have been in the back of my brain, mate. <laughs> mate we'll, we'll be all right if we ever go to the uh, old rugby union rules out in some weird tournaments where they had uh, drop goal shootouts from different spots around the, around the park. Our team will definitely beat the, uh, the real NRL team of the week. <laughs> we'll see if we get there. Uh, lovely, mate. Well, right now, now we'll actually transition into the team of the week before we do a quick snapshot of the top of the leaderboard. So, do you want to run through the team of the week, mate? If you want to, uh, maybe if you want to do the backs, I'll do the forwards, and then you can do the bench to, to sign us out. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Yeah, the backs we've got: uh, Brock Lamb, Baden Pearl, halfback five eight, Maitland Macquarie. Uh, you've got uh, Harry Van Dyle from South, one of the centres. Um, Levi Kasun, Kasun for Wyong. He's a winger, but a little bit of creative accounting. But we, we like to have our backs in the backs and forwards in the forwards. So he gets the other centre spot. Uh, his teammate, uh, Lathan Hutchison-Walters on the other wing with Hanetti Tua um, from Cessnock. And at the fullback, Harry O'Brien from Cessnock as well. This week's guest wearing the one jersey for the team of the week. The front row, we've got Carlin Pettit and Jonas... Uh, I was going to say Jonas Butterfield. Um, and... <laughs> I've had an absolute shock at here. And Jaden Butterfield <laughs> um, it, as the prop. It's because there's so many South, mate. There's so many South logos about. You're getting the... Jade, They're everywhere, Jonas. mate. Mitch Black <laughs> at hooker, the, the starting hooker for South Newcastle. The back row, Harry Croker and Kai Hopwood and Alex Langridge locking the scrum. And that leaves us with a bench that looks like... Uh, yep, Besgrove from the entrance, mate. Uh, really hard to separate Black, Langbridge, and Besgrove, the three hookers between the hooker, lock, and bench. So there we go. He gets number 14. Uh, O'Brien for central, second rower there. Really good effort. Woods for the entrance. So two entrance players on the bench. And Ross for the Hawks. Really good effort there, mate. That is a strong team and one that you put on the paddock, even with a few positional changes, and would do pretty well, I think. Yeah, it'd be a, a very handy side, mate. Uh, plenty of versatility and plenty of strength through the middle. I uh, wouldn't like to be uh, trying to 
pull on the old eight or ten jersey and defending against Carlin Pettit and Jaden Butterfield only to be rotated out for, for big Quincy Ross coming on and, and you know throwing Lockie O'Brien or, or Harry Croker through the middle for a bit of work as well. So an absolutely cracking team, mate. The leaderboard, let's just have a look at the guys who sit three and above and I'll, I'll count in reverse order and run through the threes and then let you unveil, unveil the man who sits clear atop. So we've got a cluster of players in equal second. We've got Blake Andrews from Wyong, Chad O'Donnell from the Maitland Pickers, Cam Anderson... Uh, one of the defending co-winners from Central. Pat Achurch from West, obviously had the bye last week. Wyatt Shaw from Cessnock. Joseph Besgrove from the entrance. Mitch Black from South. Brock Lamb and Alex Langbridge from the Pickers. Kai Hopgood from the Wyong Roos. And Harry O'Brien from the Cessnock Goennas. They're all on three points, but there's a man who's got a two-point gap at the top of the leaderboard, mate. And uh, probably a surprise leader after, admittedly, only a small sample. Yeah, maybe a surprise leader, mate, but you can't argue with his uh, offensive output. That's Honetti Tua, the winger for Cessnock. Uh, would not be surprised if he's there and thereabouts at the end, mate. Maybe not for the, the top honours, but who knows, mate. The Cessnock team is looking very scary and, and, you know, wingers finish and, you know, finish off with a few tries each week, maybe. And, and But the way he returns the ball, and I don't think I've seen a winger that's, that's a more efficient or proficient offloader than him as well, mate. Uh, only got one or two this week, but the week before I had about six. Most of them are effective, so that hit and spin, or if he's still in the tackle, just getting that arm free, uh, really good so far from Hanetti. So really good stuff. Yeah, you you, you wouldn't be uh, surprised. You talked about Henry Penn moving into the back row with his move to the Northern Hawks. You wouldn't be surprised if later in his career, if he if he does lose any of his pace, Hanetti. I mean, he's a fair way through his career already, but surely got a few years left in him. If he potentially moves into one of those wingers who comes through the middle, you know, I'm thinking like a Luke Lewis, Anthony Tupo with that arm that he can get free as well. So. Mate, uh, mate, he, he is. We, we might have made fun of uh, certain people putting a, a centre in the in the front row last week, but he's a bloke that you probably could throw through there for a period of work, just the way he crashes the ball up and gets the arm free. Oh, definitely, mate. And to be fair to the Newcastle Rugby League team of the week, Gary Anderson's probably the same mould. He could probably survive 10 minutes in the front row as well on, on offence. So, yeah, these players are just built different, mate. They certainly are, mate. Uh, a big thank you to you. A big thank you to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services for our Statsman's Performers of the Week and the Team of the Week. Uh, it's been a big round. It's a short turnaround. I will leave you with a 30-second brief uh, if you'd like to talk about the Knights at all uh, after they didn't lose on the weekend. Oh, mate, they should have won. Uh, that's just not rugby league. Not rugby league with Bradman's best um, decision, mate. I know there's technicalities, but um, they had their chances to win. So uh, did Manly. Obviously, going in as the underdogs, you're happy with that that effort they showed against a good team. Would have been nice for the two points, but yeah. Anyway, you want to touch on the Raiders, mate, before we head off? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave them well enough alone. So you know, uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just waiting. I think we might might be time to debut Ethan Strange. To be fair, uh, maybe Noah Ryan as well, and anyone else that's got any ties to the Newcastle Rugby League, because you know that's the only way I'm going to feel good is about the who the Knights have let go, but. That will do us, mate. We've hit the 40-minute mark. Again, a big thank you to you. I look forward to chatting with you next week after a bumper weekend. Of course, there's games Thursday, Friday, and Monday across the Easter weekend, so plenty of opportunities. If you're an absolute glutton, you can get out to three games of football in the Newcastle Rugby League this weekend quite easily. Uh, you might not see your family, but, hey, Easter's all about the footy, right? That's it, mate. Yeah, everyone have a, have a safe and happy Easter or whatever you celebrate. Passover as well. Um, yeah, have a good one. Uh, we'll chat next week. Hopefully you're around your busy schedule, mate. Good luck with the move and um, we'll get a podcast next week too. No worries at all, mate. Thank you to you and thank you to Lake Macquarie Forklift Services. That's been the Statsman's Performers of the Week and the Team of the Week.
All right, thanks to Shipley Meats at Rutherford. It's time to dig into the Tui's Newcastle Rugby League top-tier competition, the Denton Engineering Cup. And we are fortunate to be joined by a hat-trick hero from the weekend from Cessnock's win over the Northern Hawks, none other than Harry O'Brien. Harry, welcome back to League Castle. Yeah, mate, good to be back. Thanks for having me. No worries at all, mate. Uh, we've just had the stats man on, Josh, and uh, good news for you, mate. Two points in the stats man's uh, performers of the week. I know you're a, a big fan of uh, supporting the stats man and what he does, so you'll uh, you'll be reasonably pleased with that, mate, although you might want to recount Hanetti got the three points. Yeah, no, um, he's been kind to me there, I think. I, I don't reckon I had too, too good of a game. I was just sort of in the right place at the right time. But um, no, Hanetti's had a, had a strong start, actually, um, on the stat sheet, and just the little things he's been doing off the ball as well. He's um he's been really good the first two weeks for us. Well, he's he's two points clear at the top of the stats man's uh, leaderboard, mate, and has been in two team of the week, so it's a, a pretty good representation of the form he's in. Uh, but you've got plenty of experience in that back line around you, and uh, someone like Hanetti, Josh Charles, those sorts of guys. It must be nice to have lots of other guys with the experience to carry the load uh, alongside, obviously, the experienced halves as well. Um, the experience and the size of our outside backs, mate. But by me, we've um, we've actually got a bigger back line than forward pack, and that's not been hyperbolic. <laughs> with Braden Musgrove, Panetti, Josh Charles, and either Harvey or Lucas um, in that centre position, we've yeah, a really big back five by himself. <laughs> yeah, mate. And then you've got you know, yeah, as you said, Harvey. You've got then you've got Doug Beal filling in the six, who's not a, not a small bloke and a kicking game that's absolutely phenomenal, mate. And we'll talk about him in a minute. And then you've got Shane Beal wait, waiting in the ranks in the extended squad as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Harry's done a good job, sort of uh, more focused on, on a squad of twenty five to thirty as opposed to I think last year we that we did struggle with a bit of depth, um, like sort of going beyond our maybe top. 19 or 20, it started to fall off pretty quick. But um, the club's in a really good place uh, in comparison to last year anyway. And um, I know the reserves, they're taking a little while to hit their straps. But um, Matt Jordan's yeah, got, a, got a few good things going with them. And um, especially once we sort of we started to get everyone back to the first grade team, that'll really bolster up the reserve grade ranks as well. Yeah, certainly, mate. And, uh, we touched on the, the the Beal brothers. A lot of people would have seen Shane out at Curry and Macquarie previously. But, Doug, a little bit more of an unknown quantity, mate. Uh, I think he, last he was playing, his trade was out at a Wobbicle, uh in the C-grade competition. He was captaining them last year. Mate, uh, I've seen a bit of him in the lower grades, but uh, a little deceptive, but certainly a phenomenal kicking game. No, well, that, that's been new to me. I didn't know where he played previously myself, to be honest. And, um... But he doesn't look out of place playing in a strong comp like the Newcastle Rugby League, like um, like you sort of alluded to. He's uh, he's definitely got a few weapons, and yeah, he definitely hasn't looked out of place in the first two weeks. Uh, not nice to have that depth with Harry out on the weekend, mate. Uh, let's let's touch on your opponents from the weekend. The Northern Hawks. The result probably surprised a few. Were you guys surprised with what you took on there, or was it pretty much as you expected and, and a really tough trip to Tom Marie? No, I wasn't surprised at all, mate. I, I knew that. Um, Sort of, it's, it can sort of people can get caught up in results if they haven't watched um, the, the games in depth. Just looking at the scoreboard, and I knew that um, while we were somewhat impressive against South, we still had a lot to work on. And Hawks are obviously just going to get better the further they get into the season, being a new team. So I knew, um, especially back at home for them, uh, it was definitely not going to be an easy game, and that, they really proved that that first forty. Um, if, if you break the game down, we, we sort of only won it in that 15-minute period after halftime. Because if you take that out, they were um, they were almost a better side, to be honest. It's just yeah, a, a few errors and whatnot cost them in the end, and we were able to capitalise on that. But um, no, we, we definitely weren't 
weren't expecting an, an easy game up there and they didn't give it to us either. Yeah, we've talked with some others and they've certainly got a challenge. I know I had Dave Dryden, who's at Souths now, but was at the Hawks before. They've got a challenge in terms of the first grade point system, which everyone faces, obviously. But of course, all the players essentially, barring the few that played reserve game with them last year and new players into the club, they've got a challenge where they can't actually put their best 17 on the park every week, which is, which is an interesting challenge for everyone to face. And it's a thought that goes in when you're recruiting as well. No, I know. That's um that's a bit above my pay grade, though. I'm, I'm glad I don't need to worry about that sort of stuff. But um, like you said, they're, they're challenged more than more than most other teams by that. So no, they, they were competitive on the weekend, and um, yeah, they're, they're not too far off a win. I know that. Yeah, certainly not a lot separating lots of the teams. Looks like a nice, even competition. I mean, we looked at Maitland and Lakes and... Similar sort of thing, barring sort of a 15-minute window, and that's the challenge for some of these teams that are trying to make that step from sort of the, the lower half of the ladder into the top half or in Northern Hawks from reserve grade. It's certainly about executing for 80 minutes, right? And, and we saw that with South the week before against you. They couldn't do that. They were down a player for a big period of that game as well, which didn't probably help their cause. But then they bounced back and put an 80-minute effort against Central and, and put them to the sword. No, exactly. It's, um, yeah, just a similar tone to last year I know it does sound cliche, but anyone can beat anyone in this competition. So, um, yeah, we're, we're under no illusions that, that there's, there's definitely just there's just no easy games. As simple as that. Um, whether it's the coast teams, the coalfield teams, anyone's capable of um, with, with the talent that's in this competition. Anyone's capable of, of getting the win on their day. They certainly are, mate. Uh, that said, two wins to the name of the Cessnock Goanas. You're sitting on top of the ladder at the moment by a pretty narrow margin over last year's premiers Maitland. You come into a game this week, and it's probably a perfect example. This one, we know on Thursday night that Curry they step up massively for this one. Whoever, whoever's sort of the lower-ranked team at any given point will step up massively. It's a huge rivalry. It might look like first versus 11th on the ladder, but you can't be taking them lightly uh, heading into the, the, uh, the probably the biggest rivalry in the coalfields. No, as you said, they're, they're always up for this game against us, and especially I think we've done it the last two years this um sort of Thursday night before Good Friday game. Um, we get a massive crowd out there and there's a lot of emotion in, in the game, which um, I don't know. It, it, it's a bit like State of Origin sometimes in a way. Obviously not the quality, but um, it's more footy goes out the window for the first 20 to 30 minutes and it's just blokes playing on emotion. So um, again, is it, yeah, I don't care where they're coming on the ladder. They're always going to get up for a game against us. So yeah, we've... Um, We've just got to play our game, focus on ourselves, and, and I'm sure we'll do that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah, the same as the weekend just gone. It's not going to be an easy easy game to win. No, certainly not. And, you know, undoubtedly someone who's, you know, curry royalty, essentially in, essentially in Danny Lanane, who's now coaching them, he'll have them fired up. And, you know, it's probably something for you guys. I'm sure you've already thought about this and you guys have, have maybe discussed at some level. But they haven't hit their best yet, and they'll be looking no better opportunity and nothing to lose at Cessnock against Cessnock. No, we're, yeah, you're exactly right because there's um it's a double-edged sword sort of getting getting off to a good start in the year. But yeah, it's good to bank wins and be, be high on the ladder or whatever, but you also become the hunted. You've got a target on your back pretty quick. So we're under no illusions that yeah, Thursday night's going to be no different, as you said. Um, they've even got a, a few out through suspension and whatnot. So... But they love playing with their back against the wall. So, yeah, we've definitely got to be up for it. Now, it'll be a cracking night up there at Cessnock on Thursday night. It starts very early at 5.15. The Cessnock-Curry rivalry starts with the under-19s. 
Uh, we then head into the reserve grade where you'll play Central Newcastle, followed by your first grade game, which is 8 o'clock. So cracking opportunity to sneak out of work a little bit early, get down and support your side, uh, get a few cans in to get your long weekend started, right, and uh, and cheer on the black and gold for the Cessnock locals. Yeah, exactly. As I said before, that, um, the crowd there is unreal on, on, on this weekend, and I, hopefully it'll be no different. I think the weather's meant to be all right, so... Yeah, as you said, there's plenty of time for people to get off work and come down. So, yeah, it should be a really good night. Certainly should. Uh, as we said, it's always a cracker when it's a Coalfields derby. The Easter Thursday tradition that I know they've done probably a handful of times over the last 10 years, but as you said, the last couple of years has started to become a bit more of a, a sort of almost, it appears to be a requested fixture in the draw. It's no better way to start off the long weekend. But there's a couple of other games on Thursday night, mate, and I'll get your thoughts on those, and then we'll head into the remainder of the games for the weekend. This one's an interesting one. We've only seen West once. They had the bye last week. Wyong, meanwhile, are two from two, having knocked off the entrance and Curry. Who do you, who do you like here, mate? Uh, West were in an arm wrestle with uh, Northern Hawks in round one, but Wyong, they've, uh, they've got some points in them by the look of them. Yeah, they do. It's sort of um, just going off. The, the games that I've watched thus far in the year, it's sort of contrasting styles of footy. West, it's going to be the same as last year, I think. They're just going to make it work for every single inch, whereas, as you said, Wyong are playing a, a bit more expansive style and, and they can put on points really quick. So um, it'll be interesting to see how those two styles sort of counteract each other, to be honest. But uh, I think Wyong will win that one. But again, well, West, West will make them earn it. Like they make every team earn a win against them. Yeah, West obviously Ryan Stig back in their lineup this year. Interesting looking at the Wong team, which has been already populated up on Play Rugby League. No Luke Sharp this week. He copped an injury last week, but Arana Tamata, the former NRL player, coming in at fullback is a, a pretty handy uh, substitution in, mate. No, exactly. Um, yeah, Wong. Yeah, you'd think they would miss Sharpie, but having a replacement like that, I'm sure they won't miss a beat. No, certainly not. Now let's have a look ahead. Uh, obviously, as we said, at that's at seven o'clock at Harker Oval, eight o'clock at. Cessnock is your game. Also, 8 o'clock, Tom Marie, third game in a row at home for the Northern Hawks. They'll take on Macquarie. No team's named for that one yet. But, uh, geez, they haven't had the easiest of start. West than yourselves and now Macquarie, one of last year's grand finalists, uh, to kick off the season. But the advantage of home field, and they seem to be get, getting better each week. No, exactly. And I think it'll stand them in good stead too. Sort of, They can find out uh, pretty early in the competition where they stand. So um, I don't know a whole lot about Macquarie this year, to be honest. It's, I know they had a tough game against the entrance on, on the weekend, but um, I'll go them. But I think that game will be close. I, I know I don't think Luke Walsh is back for the Hawks this week, but when he does, I know he's going to add 10, 20 points to that side, just in his guidance alone. So um, I'll go, yeah, I'll go Macquarie. But as I said earlier, I don't think the Hawks are too far away from the win at all. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Northern Hawks do there in terms of their halves. They've obviously got young Liam Walsh, no, no relation, uh, son of Spider playing in the halves at the moment, who's been... A, a fair standout in the six jersey. They've also got Floyd Ty, so they've got some options there in the halves, uh, whether one of them moves to hooker and, and frees up Barry McGrady, who we know the ability he's got if he pushes into the back five. will be interesting to watch once Luke's available, mate. Uh, the one I wanted to ask you about, having played them last week, is, and we had him in our team of the week this week, is, is Quincy Ross, the young guy who uh, came out from Wellington. He's made the way up the first grade now with the Hawks after a couple of years there. Mate, he, he looks like he's some sort of footballer for a guy who probably hasn't been in a top-tier system as of yet. No, hundred percent. That was um, that was one thing we did speak about, sort of leading into that game against the Hawks. A lot of those names we we didn't know before. We just sort of had to play them on their merits. But um, I know he he made a good line break and he stood me up there at the back. So yeah, I, I definitely um, yeah, I can only praise him. He seems like a a good young player. 
Yeah, I think there'll be a few of those Northern Hawks names that might not be household names at this point after round two, but by the end of the season, irrespective of whether they make finals or not, there'll be some names that'll be up in lights alongside a couple of the more well-known names. Let's move on to Good Friday down at the entrance. The entrance versus Lakes. This one's uh, from listening to the two teams and different things around them has, has turned into a bit of a, a quasi-rivalry in its own weird way. I think they played Easter weekend last year as well or one of the other public holiday weekends and it had a bit of a build-up around it. I know the entrance are, are certainly you know, building up some things around their home games. They had a bit of an unfortunate incident on the weekend. Again, no team's name, but this is probably a fairly key game. Lakes have only played one, but both sides looking for their first win of the season and we've seen they can match it with decent sides, but yet to take taste victory. No, um, yeah, as you said, it's another another tight game. I'd hate to be a punter <laughs> having a bet on this round because literally every game that you've um we've sort of touched on so far could go either way. Um, I, I liked what sort of the attitude that Lakes played with. They were sort of really in your face against Maitland and um, just sort of threw caution of the wind a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go them. Yeah, in a tight one, but again. Entrance and like Forbesy down there, he's just going to get them going better and better. I know they've got a few new combinations. So, um, yeah, so, as most teams are, still improving, obviously. But, um, no, I, I was speaking to Bubba. He was at our game on Sunday, actually. And I, yeah, I like what he's doing down there. So I'll go Lakes in that one. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see Lakes, you know, as we said, held it to Maitland for quite a period with no Dylan Pythian. So if he's back in, that's obviously a big plus. But, Real contrasting styles, you'd say, of the forward packs. Lake's probably a more mobile forward pack. I mean, they've got O'Mealy there, who's, who's you know, a decent frame. But uh, the entrance Tigers, a very big forward pack when you've got Tim Nwakatabu and Ryan Shaw up front. And then David Fafita coming off the bench isn't too bad, is it? Yeah, I know. We um we versed the entrance out in the trial, and I, I saw David. And he definitely hasn't went backwards since he came from overseas. I know that. He, he's still looking really fit, and he... Um, <laughs> He had some good touches on the weekend as well, actually. So, as you said, very contrasting, but um, it'll be a good match. Certainly will. That'll be a cracker for those that make the trek down to the coast for Good Friday. And then finally, to bring it home after a long weekend, after you've seen all the family across the Saturday and Sunday, Monday afternoon, 2 p.m., Maitland Sports Ground. This one's a cracker. I know you guys did a bit of a job on South, but they hit form last week and they looked like they had plenty of points in them and we know what Maitland can do. Maitland hosting Souths. If there's an opportunity at the end of a long weekend, Souths have got a chance here maybe just to, to spring an upset, do you think? Or is it just Maitland, you just can't tip against them? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm just glad I'm not the one playing on Easter Monday, to be honest, mate. There's <laughs> been stitched up there. But um, no, nah, you could just put a pen through Souths game against against us. Like I said, we, we, we were good enough to put the points on them, but everything that could have went wrong for them did go wrong that day. But um, yeah, like you said, Maitland's just too hard to tip against. Um, already as per that they just look the most sort of complete side structure wise and with everyone knowing their role and whatnot so um yeah I'll go go Maitland in that one yeah I think Maitland the most consistent Josh and I talked about it before they're probably the most consistent lineup from last year to this year you guys have kept a reasonable consistency South's a bit of change I think this one though the price of admission to watch these forward packs when you look at Sam Anderson Jaden Butterfield and James Taylor up against Witty Baker a returning Frank Paul who'll obviously have a point to prove uh, Jack Welsh and Carl and Pettit have been outstanding. And then you start to push into the back row players and you've got Matty Atiyah, Fitoa Fitoa up against, you know, Croker, uh, Connor Brown, these sorts of guys who are in absolutely red-hot form as well. The, the forward pack battles here is going to be amazing and, yeah, well worth it for anyone that's either a bit dusty and just looking for a way to get a bit of hair of the dog or really wants to take in some high-quality football at Maitland Sports Ground on Monday. And, again, weather's supposed to be fine across the long weekend. Yeah, um, well, you just rattled off for about three or four blokes that have played NRL 
um, previously. So it's really not far off that standard, especially their forward pack. So uh, as you said, I, I, I um, depend on how I'm feeling by that stage of the weekend, I, I might go down myself. Yeah, lovely. Well, there, there you've heard it. Uh, if you want to want to see a dusty Harry O'Brien, Monday might be the place to find it, mate, on Sports <laughs> Ground. I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, footballers that are recovering that'll go for a look at those because those two sides are undoubtedly at the moment two that have got, uh, I guess, eyes on them in terms of teams that'll be there when it comes around to late August and September. But, mate, your side obviously in that mix. All the best for Thursday night. We look forward to catching up with you and uh, the other Harry, the, uh, the, the less important one in our eyes because, mate, you're always on the show for us. Um, again, uh, later in the season as you're heading towards finals. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell him you said that too. Thanks, mate. All right, for the second time this season, it's time to dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. And after trial games on the weekend, including some silverware going on the line, we thought who better than to get on the line than the reigning C-grade player of the year, former Morissette Bull and now a Kersley crusher, Reese Ryan, welcome back to League Castle, mate. Thanks for having me, mate. It's good to be back. Mate, um, how are the changed colours, I guess? Uh, let's get into that. A bit of a, a bit less travel for you now, a little bit closer to home? Yeah, definitely. That's that's the only reason. It, it, um, it really sucked leaving Morissette. I made some lifelong mates down there, but the 40-minute travel from home is um, was a bit too much, and now I'm travelling six minutes to training, which is a lot better for me and the family, so... And how's the how's the preseason been out at Kersley, mate? Settling into a new club, you've been out at Morissette for a few years. Was there big expectations? I, I touched on it there. The C grade player of the year, mate. Uh, you obviously uh, knew some people or, or some backhanded deals there, or was it all ability that got you the trophy last year? Uh, no, it was definitely definitely bribery to the rest. Um, <laughs> cost me an absolute fortune to get that trophy, but uh, it was well worth it for the the ego boost and bragging rights. Oh, I love it, mate. There should be more trophies going to props. I uh, I think they're underrepresented in the uh, the prize giving stakes. But speaking of silverware, mate, you've you've kicked it off at Kersley uh, a couple of games into the trials, and you've managed to uh, pick up the Stone Real Estate Shield in their annual preseason derby. Um, yeah, it was a they're a highly fancy side, Abermain. Um, they've had some really good signings in the off season that I that I know of, um, and a good local derby. It's the Stone Shield. It's been caught off with weather or caught off early through injuries and that over the last few years. So it was good to, for the boys to finally get on the field and, and get the win against a very talented Abermain side. Certainly is, mate. And uh, we'll get into the draw in a minute. But they're your round one opponents, which adds a little bit more to it, I guess. But let's talk about the preseason out there. Obviously, a change of the guard. Fabian Dunstan coming out from Curry, uh, focusing on coaching now with that injury that he's had and the ongoing, I guess, challenges with his back. But who else is... You know, impressed you during pre-season. The crushers have sort of been in and out of the competition the last few years, so it's good to see them back in, first of all, uh, as a local side up there in the Cessnock region. But who's impressed you during pre-season? Who else has been uh, a standout, apart from yourself, obviously, in the fitness drills? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a, there's one of the young blokes. He's actually torn his Achilles playing punch at the start of the season, Jake Wright. I was really looking forward to playing with him this year, but um, yeah, he's gone for the season. But other than that, um, Tommy Hutton, he won the comp with uh, Kersley. He just come back over from Curry, um, and my front row partner Pat Small. He's the biggest, probably the biggest human I've ever played with. But he's the most polite person in the world. It's just, it's pretty frustrating that he doesn't get angry. You got to, you got to love a gentle giant, mate. But uh, with with a frame the size of his, I'm sure he's going to create some mayhem during the season. And uh, mate, we know obviously what you can offer, but. Uh, yeah, as we touched on, it's been a good preseason for you. How are you shaping up coming into round one? Um, 
and and what are your thoughts? I don't know if you've had much of a look at the structure of the competition yet. Lots of local derbies for you. Yeah, yeah, we've um, so we've played our two our two local derbies in trials against Abermain and Curry. Um, Curry was a bit of a sort of thrown together side by the looks of it, but I think they'll they should be reasonably strong um, come the season. Abermain will they'll be there at the end of the season for sure. Um, and I haven't really had a had a look at too many other sides that we're playing against this year. I know Fingal is in our comp and they'll be strong as usual. Um, yeah, but other than that, I haven't had too much of a look. Yeah, Fingal definitely aside. I, I think you would have played a bit against them last year as Morissette. And uh, we've also got Aberglassen, Maitland United coming up and uh, Dungog coming across from the Northern Conference. They're always strong. They've been one of the pace setters in the Northern Conference at D-grade for the last couple of years. And just, just to touch on, obviously, the... Uh, you and I would be aware of it. Maybe the competition structure a little bit different this year. We've got the A grade, the B grade, then C grade split into two conferences as well as D grade being split, which leads to a few more of those uh, derbies around sort of the, the Coalfields area. Uh, as I said, yeah, Aberglasson, Abermain, Kersley, Dungog, Thornton, Curry, Maitland United. Fingal the only real trip away, mate. So you'll have to make the most of the away trip when you get it to Fingal Bay. Yeah, definitely. I think that'll, that'll be a, um, an overnight stay when we go and play up there. The good news is they're always pretty hospitable, the boys up there, uh, Bo Earl and crew, and I'm sure they'll, they'll welcome you with uh, open arms, maybe after the game, maybe not quite uh, for the 80 minutes of action out on Fingal Bay Oval. Uh, in terms of uh, Kersley and, and Fabian, how's he taken to the coaching? Uh, how have you found his, obviously, a very talented footballer in his own right when he was playing, uh, but how have you found him taken to the clipboard? Uh, comes from good stock in that regard with his old man. Yeah, as a, um, I'm pretty sure he's a first-time coach. He's been, he's been awesome. Um, Having, having his old man to lean on a little bit. His old man's been out there doing a fair bit of fitness with us, which is uh, not very fun at all as a as a C grade player. There's a lot of getting flogged a fair bit, but it, it is um you know it's a good thing when you're hating it, so you know it's good for you. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. It's uh, never easy uh, in those early months, especially with the Swede at the helm. Uh, he's been a, a renowned punisher, especially of uh, big bodied forwards who uh, aren't keen on preseason training. But as you say, it's just getting that mindset to uh, understand that it's, uh, I guess, good for you in the long run and it's, you know, getting you where you need to be when it comes, hopefully, August and September. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll, it'll get us in good stead to come final season. We should, I'll, I'll be very disappointed if we're not there. I think we, we have a side that can go all the way. Um, we'll definitely, we'll, 99% we're playing semis. Um, we just, we've got too much, of a, too much talent to not play semis. Yeah, there's certainly plenty of talented footballers out there and, you know, Kersley have made a, a reputation the last time they were in the competition of uh, only a couple of years ago. I think they uh, they won the grand final, took it out maybe against Katara in one of the lower grades from memory. Uh, so, yeah, certainly looking forward to seeing what you can put out on the field, mate. Before I let you go uh, the, this evening, any thoughts on uh, your, your former club? Obviously, you've still got some connections back there at Morissette. They had an absolute red-hot crack against a pretty loaded Dora Creek side in the Charity Shield on the weekend. Yeah, I didn't get a. We actually kicked off at the same time, so I didn't get a chance to go down and see it. But um, I know they've signed, uh, they've signed a couple of guns in um, Harley Bait up and a few other boys. So they they will be very strong this year. Um, I watched, I went and watched their trial against Aberglassen, and they were they were very good, uh, very well structured. Harley sort of got them going really well. So um, I wish them all the best this year, and hopefully they can go all the way as well. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a fairly open B-grade competition. A few sides stepping up themselves. Raymond Terrace, who we know, won the C-grade competition. A Wobbacle, who made the grand final in C-grade. Westwall's end there again. Glendale have been a fixture of B-grade over the recent years, as have Northern Lakes. So, uh, nice for Morissette. They still get a, a couple of derbies there. The West Lakes with a Wobbacle and Westwall's end and sort of a semi, 
Lake Macquarie Central Coast derby with Northern Lakes, mate, which uh, your time down on the Central Coast aside, you'd, you'd know in terms of a club, probably not as many familiar faces from your time at Tookley. Yeah, um, there's still... Uh, Brendan Fletcher's still at the helm of North Lakes, and he's he's getting on a, a little bit now, but he's he's a very tough very tough competitor, and um, he's playing again this year, so they'll, he'll have the boys far and ready to go for the whole season. Certainly never an easy trip, especially on those Friday nights down to Gumbaya. The uh, the crowd really makes you feel welcome. It feels like you're at the end of the earth and it's bloody cold. I've referred a few times down there. And, uh, mate, I've done Morrisett on a Friday night and it seems balmy in the middle of winter compared to Northern Lakes. But, mate, uh, Kersley, Jeffrey Park, it'll be the place to be every second Saturday for you this year. And uh, we wish you guys all the best. Uh, it's a good crew you've built out there and uh, looking forward to seeing success uh, in blue and red instead of maroon and white for you, mate. Maybe some back-to-back C-grade Player of the Year trophies. No, uh, No pressure. Yeah, I don't know if I've got the money to bankroll that this year, but I'll um I'll I'll see if I, I can remortgage the house if the wife will let me get away with it, and I'll try and jag another trophy. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Uh, before I let you part, I do need to, to clarify one last thing. Uh, the the T boy you had out at Morris said, has he transferred with you? He was um, a key part of the uh, the sustained campaigns out there, and uh, always keeping the referees entertained, mate. Uh yeah, he, he's definitely come across as well. So he um he's an absolute pest to me, but. I wouldn't have anyone else there. So, yeah, for those who haven't figured um, out, that's that is Reese's young fellow who um, I believe plies his trade out in the black and gold at Cessnock now, mate. Is that right? Yeah, he's um, he's the next Nathan Cleary if you ask him. So, where's the seven? I coach him, which is an absolute punish because because he's been around first grade. He was around first grade for a couple of years. He knows how to coach better than I do, which <laughs> I probably wouldn't put it against him. But um, yeah, he's he's got an ego bigger than me, if that's possible. So it's a very Ivan and Nathan sort of relationship by the sounds of it. He doesn't, as long as he's not recording TikTok with um, the girls that are a few years younger than him yet, mate, we'll leave that for a few years down the track. Yeah, definitely. I'll, um, I can see it in his future. I love it, mate. Well, thank you, as always, for your time, mate. Uh, appreciate you jumping on the show, and we look forward to talking uh, to you and Fabian and the crew later in the year when hopefully Kersley are pushing deep into the C-grade uh, North competition. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just thanks again for your time, and... Um Crushes will win in 23. Well, that just about brings us to a close for episode seven of season five of League Castle. A big thank you to all of you again for tuning in and continuing to support the show. Uh, those who do tune in and listen regularly, we couldn't do it without you, and we do it uh, obviously in conjunction with you and for you, so we appreciate that. We appreciate all the engagement we get. On our social media platforms, on Facebook, it's League Castle AUS, Instagram, League Castle AU. If you don't already uh, follow us or like us on those platforms, then please do uh, give us an opportunity to have some mediums to, to roll out even more content to you throughout the weeks and across game weekends. Uh, of course, we couldn't also do this without our proud partners. So we've got Sharp DS Central Coast, our major sponsor and sponsor of our Central Coast Rugby League content. We've got our Lake Macquarie Forklift Services who bring us the Statsman of the Week and the Statsman of the Year later in the year, which we'll, uh, as we touched on in the segment, looking forward to actually being able to hand a trophy over for the first time for that. And also Shipley Meets at Rutherford who bring us all of our Newcastle Rugby League content and, and we'll be partnering us with for a couple of other things later in the year. Uh, remiss of me not to mention Lake Macquarie Forklift Services also proudly supporting our Hunter Valley Group 21 and also our Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League content. So those three great businesses uh, doing a great job. 
Our tipping competition, which is brought to us by Nosebleed Chats, which is a podcast platform that we're part of. Also a sports news site that you can go on and read articles. Uh, make sure to check out Nosebleed Chats. It's a uh, new platform that is growing and looking to uh, continue to bring more sports content to the general public. But don't forget to get your tips in. As Josh touched on in his segment, there will be an opportunity uh, for a reminder, which will go up on our Instagram story during the uh, week between the uh, sort of uh, the recording of the podcast and the games going live on Thursday. So there'll be a link there so you can find your way back in, but make sure to get your tips in. And uh, keep hunting me down at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, I need someone to knock me off because I can't win. And it'd be a bit of an anticlimax if I finished first and didn't win the prize. But uh, that's it for this episode. A big thank you again. Enjoy your footy this weekend. Plenty of action still, even with it being a reduced slate across the Easter weekend. So enjoy what footy you can get to. And we look forward to bringing you all your local footy action again next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lead Newcastle, Newcastle, Hunters, Hunters, Rugby League.